Good morning. It's Jen here. It's Sunday, April 3rd. I slept in today. I'm not, I don't normally sleep this late. It's like almost 10 10 a.m. And I don't know why I slept so late, but I was having a lot of weird dreams. And sometimes I think that makes you sleep later because you're caught up in your dreams. So maybe that's it. I don't know. But I woke up and I looked at the time and I was like, whoa, my morning's about gone, which I don't like, but I must have needed it. So it is what it is. Um, this morning I wanted to talk about slowing down. Um, back in high school, I was the type of person that was involved in like every activity. Um, I did sports, I did dance, I did music. I was involved in clubs. Um, I was always the person that was overloading my schedule. And um, I don't really know why that is. (laughs) Looking back, I even today would just say, I think I just like to be involved in things, but, um, I had a lot of different interests. Um, but I don't know. Um, but then in my, I specifically say my thirties because to be honest, my twenties are so muddled and confusing and almost a blur to me. Um, cause in my twenties I was married and just trying to figure out a lot of things. Um, And so I don't think that I can speak to them very well. But as I was going through my divorce, before and after, um, what I can say is that, again, I was overloading my schedule. And I was doing things um, many times to keep busy. But looking back, I think what I was actually doing was running away from my emotions. And so if I kept myself as busy as possible, then I wouldn't have to feel anything, particularly with my divorce and everything else that was happening at the time. And so there was, I can remember a time in my early 30s um, after my divorce when I was working full-time. I was in grad school. I was doing an internship for grad school or studying for comps, so there were, they were different years. Um, I was also training for a marathon and raising a daughter. And that is a lot to have on your plate at one time when I think back. And, I mean, I did all of it, but I think back now and I'm just like, yeah, you didn't want to sit still long enough to like process anything or, and I was seeing a therapist. So add that to the mix. So it's not like I was really trying to ignore it, but I think that's, has always been a coping mechanism for me is just keep going, going, going. So there's no time to think. So what I've learned in my forties and what I've learned to do And I think it helps that I am in a much healthier place now emotionally um, is that I'm trying to slow down and actually consciously take care of me 
I'm consciously trying to sit in my feelings and to process and contemplate life and ultimately to appreciate stillness because I think there's so much of life that we miss out on when we don't take time to do these things. I think everybody kind of just wants to keep... I think it's also part of our culture in America and in the West is to accomplish things. And you're always in such a hurry to accomplish things. And if you're not accomplishing things, then you're wasting your life. And I think what is missed is the part of life where you can rest and can enjoy just being quiet and in solitude and in contemplation. And that's the part of life I value the most now. So that's the part that I try to consciously focus on. And that's the part I look forward to in ways that I didn't in the past. Um, And I do think that is a sign of growth in oneself when you kind of start to see the value in that and start to utilize it to your benefit. So it's just something to think about if you find yourself in situations where you are filling up your schedule and feel like you're running yourself ragged. Uh, Maybe it's time to stop and to prioritize your rest time and your downtime. So one thing that I have also noticed in doing this is in focusing on these areas of my life, it has definitely changed me. And this is a little bit of what I struggle with as it relates to dating and relationships because I used to be that go-getter. You know, I used to be what I guess I would consider kind of really fun by most people's standards, more outgoing, more ready to do the activity that the group is doing. And, you know, this is sort of an aside, but it also related is I used to drink and I'm sober now. And I mean, it has changed me. I'm much more introverted and want my solitude now than I used to be. Um, I prefer not to be involved in every social activity that happens. Um, I mean, you'll still see me out on a dance floor if there's music because I love dancing. You'll still see me get up and participate in things like karaoke or, or whatever group activities happening. I just am more selective. And I'm not always going to be the life of the party the way I used to be, especially because I don't drink anymore. Um, and so that has changed who I am in a way. It's also changed my identity a little bit and it's actually not the easiest thing to do it's I struggle with it because not that I can't still be fun Jen and bring her out I know that I can it's just that I really don't have as many opportunities to nor do I drink which 
obviously always kind of lets down your inhibitions. So you are more apt to do, I guess, crazy things or fun things. Um, and it's something that I've struggled with because it does kind of change my identity a little bit in terms of how I identify with myself and who I am in a group of people and what that means for relationships. And you don't ever want to be viewed as like the stick in the mud or the not fun person. And so sometimes I struggle with that. I struggle. I mean, I'm I'm very happy in who I am. I'm very solid in who I am, but it's a shift I've made. And so as that relates to a partner, it's just a little bit foreign. Um, I'm not sure how else to describe it except to say that it's it's just something that I'm still adjusting to, particularly being sober because I've only been sober since October 29th of last year. So it's only been, um, I don't know, five months. Um, and that's not to say that I won't ever drink again because I have considered the fact that I may you know, have a Moscow Mule on a very hot summer day if I really feel like it. And I may drink when I travel um, and try different, you know, wines if I go to wine country or something like that. I mean, I'm not completely limiting myself, but just for now, I have been sober for five months. I've been very happy about it. And I will continue to be unless it's a special occasion, likely. Um, so yeah, my it does change your identity because you're not doing the same things socially. And I, I do sometimes struggle with feeling that fun John has been lost. And I know that's not true because I know I can be fun without drinking, but my priorities have shifted. And even before I became sober, my priorities were shifting. I am more introverted. I do like being in solitude more. I don't want to do every social activity there is or that's available to me, I'm very selective in it. And I think that's just growing older and learning to love being with yourself and valuing my solitude and valuing the types of activities I do in my solitude. And that's also not something that anyone ever really talks about as we shift into our middle age about how your identity is shifting and is adjusting to new ways of life. I think it's a positive thing. I don't think I should be doing what I was doing in my 20s. Um, I don't think that's a sign of growth. But at the same time, we do have to move and adjust in a lot of ways as our interests change, and that includes maybe evolving social groups um, and evolving ways of being that we have to adjust to. So 
yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a process and I guess my, my point of this voice recording is just be open, open to it, be open to the change, know that if you're following your heart, you're going to evolve into the person that you want to be. And sometimes it's not smooth. Sometimes it's a little clunky because relationships will shift and change because of the changes you're making within yourself. And just give people grace and give yourself grace as you do make those changes. And I got to say, just give solitude a chance. Give yourself a chance to really get comfortable in yourself and start to appreciate the quiet. I like to go on walks in nature. It's another way of kind of being with yourself, but moving, moving your body, moving out in nature. Um, I still go on runs once in a while too. Um, as I haven't totally left behind my running life. (laughs) Um, it's definitely not the same as it used to be when I was training for marathons and half marathons on a consistent basis, but I do miss that time running. So I try to put in walks or running slash walking, um, because that was time for me to, that was actually my solitude time back when I was super busy and keeping myself busy. Running was sort of my, my escape into myself and into my solitude, um, except that I was literally running away from my problems while I was doing it. So I don't know if that counts or not, but, um, allow yourself to stop once in a while and to sit with yourself. It's, it's important. And I think it's part of growing up, maturing. And I think it's necessary for a balanced life. So on this Sunday, that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do some reading. Um, Sunday mornings, that's kind of my, that's kind of my church. I, I like to sit, have my coffee, read, think, and just really be in quiet for as long as I can until it's time to go run my Sunday errands. So it's my favorite part of the week. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you tomorrow.